welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on Night of the Living Geeks Network, episode 154. It's a double header today, The Empty Child and the Doctor Dances. My name is John and joining me every time we try to figure out who our mommy is, is my good friend Taylor. Taylor. Hey. Hello. How are you? Well, I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, the the long search for employment is over. Huzzah! Um, I'm very excited to start my new gig in two days. Nonetheless, I uh, you know I guess that's when you say when they say when can you start and you say well what are you doing tomorrow they take that to heart. <laughs> is that literally what you said? <laughs> yeah, I said it. Nice. I mean, nice. I. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't going to be like, well, you know, maybe in like three weeks. Yeah, I got to finish watching some wrestling. Yeah. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. We are way past. <laughs> we are way past that. Man, I might have to go to Disneyland again tomorrow. Just get one last run in. Oh, boy. Yeah, probably not. Uh, that's what's going on over here. Taylor, how are you doing? Um, I'm well. I'm well. Got to uh, uh, go over to the Kelly Park Vintage VW meet uh, yesterday. Kind of hit the swap meets for a couple hours and get some parts that we need for the bus. Nice. Yeah. Catch up with some friends and stuff that I haven't seen in a while because, yeah, not everybody. <laughs> I don't necessarily see everyone. If right. I don't necessarily have VW. Yeah. Um, it's not quite running yet, but we're we're getting there. It's getting there. It's getting there. Well, it's good. Oh boy, I'll, I'll be ready to start tackling stuff that's not this engine. Oh wow! I'll just say that much. I'm just yeah. Goodness. It, yeah. <laughs> well then, I was I was dumb, and I pulled the distributor out to replace some parts in it without setting the engine to what's called top dead center. Yeah. And so obviously, when you fiddle with the distributor, things spin around. You go to put it back in. It's not technically where it should be with respect to the rest of the engine mm-hmm. and yeah that's causing some headaches oh boy so we're we're in the process of getting that sorted you know you really can't do much during the week and we got easter coming up with some family visiting this weekend so it's kind of like oh, okay now push it back a little bit like i just want to drive it yeah well so- soon enough my friend indeed indeed but yes other than that things are things are going wonderfully great that's perfect we're it sounds like we're having uh we're having some uh some good times right now indeed so let us uh get into some who news here and actually let's just um i'm gonna i'm gonna take the lead on on one of them okay which is um the actual middle one and taylor this has nothing to do with um this episode but did i put any of the links in last in the last episode, because I believe I was in charge of putting that up. Uh, yeah, I I did ask you to put that up, and honestly, I didn't look closely, and I, I I'm pretty sure you did. But man, I hope so because I'm looking at these, and I went, did I do that? Anyway, um, let's just uh, let's I'm going to take the lead on the third one here. All right, uh, Gallifrey One tickets went on sale on Friday at noon. Saturday. And- Saturday at noon. Oh boy. Well, Saturday was a blur, my friend. Yes. Uh, I went to a wedding. 
Uh, it was four hours there, four and a half hours there, and then had to wake up early Sunday morning and four and a half hours back. So it was a very short trip. Um, but anyway, uh, Gallifrey One tickets, yeah, went on sale. I think as of this recording, they are still available. Yeah, they're only about 85% sold. So if you uh, went into a mild panic like I did when you were driving down five and lost reception, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, no worries. You could have gotten them either way. But uh, we, we are happy to report that we are once again attending Gallifrey One. Indeed. And thank you, John, for getting tickets because I was up at the Chabot uh, Space and Science Center with the family and the signal there is utterly atrocious. Oh, boy. I literally had one X for much of the day. Oh, boy. That's that is. Yeah, no there would be, be times to be like, oh, 3G. Oh, 4G. Oh, no, no. One X again. Oh, my <laughs> God. You're killing me here. Oh, so thank you. And if I'm not mistaken, I think I got tickets for you and Lauren last you year. did. While you guys were at a wedding. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, I'm not mistaken. That sounds about right. <laughs> that sounds, yeah, that sounds exactly right. We're apparently so I'm, it's just I'm wedding just season. I'm just going to make a suggestion to you guys: don't schedule your wedding in April. Oh, we we will not, uh, especially because don't if, put if, it near Galley One tickets well, or the hotel. <laughs> yes, and not near WrestleMania either, because yeah, right. <laughs> I I also believe that in 2021 WrestleMania will actually be in LA. Oh, God. So, yeah. Anyway, so there you go. That's me taking the lead on one. Now it's back to you, sir. Well, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of something called Pluto TV. I have not. Um, I have only because I listen to like 100 bajillion podcasts. um, And and every now and then they advertise on one of them. And I'm just like (sighs) another one of these like, oh, it's Pluto TV. And you can get all these channels and stuff for free and i'm like mm-hmm. yeah there's a catch in there somewhere there's got it nothing is <laughs> that free well right. strangely enough i'm gonna have to start checking out pluto tv because they just inked a deal with the bbc to carry over 200 episodes of classic who starting this may who well all right um uh, if i'm not mistaken pluto tv i believe is owned by viacom um which is a big like tv conglomerate Mm -hmm. out there um so so the fact if if you don't you know own all the episodes of doctor who in one way or another and you don't want to shell out the the meager uh six or seven bucks a month it is for Britbox, right um or you don't have amazon prime for the newer who episodes um you can starting next at some point next month i don't know the exact date in may go get the pluto tv app um, and be able to watch at least 200 episodes of Classic Who. Well, that's perfect. That is something. Hopefully they are in better quality than uh, the things that we have to rely on sometimes. Uh, you know, it, it it could be worse. It could be VHS, and we could have to deal with tracking lines. Right? Yes, we could. Something I <laughs> never had to deal with, but I know uh, some listeners out there did, and we appreciate just for fun, just for fun, I converted my VHS copy of The Curse of Fenric to uh, a completely digital format recently. Oh, did you? I did, just for fun, just because I've got the software. I'm like, eh, I might as well do it. Why not? I can throw it on my phone and, you know. Um, and, and yes, it was very entertaining just to watch that nostalgic VHS quality. I mean, we've already done Curse of Fenric, yeah? We have. Yeah, so we it's like, indeed. darn, we, couldn't have, we could have used your, uh, your, your copy. That would have been fun. 
that that we would have been entertaining at the very least. Yes. <laughs> um, and don't forget, folks, we'll have links to all the stuff in the show notes. Um, so go and check that out. Now, yes. the uh, the BBC show that Jodie Whittaker left in order to join Doctor Who, um, it's called Trust Me. Um, now, their next season is actually going to make her timey-wimey absence part of the show. Oh. Yes. So what they've decided to do um, uh, is, and I'm just scrolling down to it real quickly here. Sorry. Um, So uh, uh, the writer for the show, Dan Sefton, tried to make his initial plans uh, for uh, Jodie Whittaker's character continue to work. uh, But but filming for Doctor Who is just going to be impossible. So the series has been entirely rebooted with a new cast and premise ahead of its return um, tomorrow. On the BBC. Oh, hey. So if you're in England, hey, go check it out. Um, so instead of following Whitaker's character, the second season follows wounded army corporal Jamie McCain, um, played by the actor who played Dean Thomas in the Harry Potter films. Um, oh. So who, after being hospitalized, strikes up a friendship with a quirky fellow patient who just so happens to be a reference dropping Doctor Who super fan. Oh, my goodness. So... Um, so this this character, this this patient slash Doctor Who fanboy, um, was written into the show basically to be a walking nod to Whitaker's exit from Trust Me, um, and that at some point in the second season, it'll actually make Danny's Doctor Who expertise directly part of the narrative. Oh, that's funny. I know. That's great. <laughs> you know, way to, way to take uh, lemons and make some lemonade with it. Yeah, your star leaves, and you're like, well, let's let's do this. That's great. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I dig it. Um, so now we haven't seen the animated Macra Terror yet. Not yet, unfortunately. I tried Although to locate I, it. I am hearing reports from some American fans that you actually can order it from the Amazon uh, UK site uh, and, and play it just fine on a region-free DVD player. Okay. So, you know, if you're willing to be like, hey, I don't mind that it takes a little longer to get here from the UK. It'll be here faster than October. Yeah. And I can chuck it in my PlayStation or my computer or whatever. Right. And watch it. Um, io9 actually has a really, uh, really pretty sweet review of the Macro Terror since since the animators have had, you know, more time to work on it because apparently Power of the Daleks, they had a deadline, which is why some of it looks so kind of herky-jerky. Right. Um, so now that they've kind of like got their feet, you know, really kind of steady with Shada, they're like, the Macro Terror is really, really good. And it's it's not just because the animation is good. It's that they, they actually, because so like nothing of the macro terror exists. Right. They were able to take some liberties in not having to do a perfectly faithful to the original broadcast, uh, animation. So they actually could improve on it a little bit. Uh, if that's the right term for, you know, purists, (laughs) but they were very happy with it. That's great. Yeah. So it, it made me excited to see it. I was excited to see it anyway, but you know, more so now. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I, uh, I really 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 want to get a hold of this soon so we can review it. Um, agreed. I I will try a little harder in the in the coming days here. Well, I, you know, focus on getting settled in your job. And, well, you know. all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations again, by the way. Thank you. 
Everybody tweet your congratulations to JP Thrice on Twitter. There you go. Um, now, this next, I, I man, I was on the fence about including this in the news or not because it it obviously it comes from the Metro, which which admittedly isn't the Sun um, or some other of these these British tabloid yeah. magazines. Um, and and honestly, I know how you feel about Fraser Hines, and I know how I feel about Fraser Hines, and the fact that he's not exactly thrilled with the storylines of the most current season of Doctor Who is 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 a little heartbreaking. Oof, yeah, especially that quote. Uh, yeah, woof. Yeah, that is problematic. Um, so I'm yeah I I'm trying to just go okay this 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 is a thing you know. He's got opinions. We've all got opinions. Um, and I, I guess I don't want to spend, you know, too much time dwelling on it. Yeah. Um, but it's worth just putting it out there. You know, go and read this article. See, see how he feels about it. See how you feel about him feeling about it. And then move on because there's probably more important things in life to worry about. Yes. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, but let's end on a high note, because just today, the trailer has been released for the Doctor Who VR experience, The Runaway. Oh, awesome. Yes. Oh, and that's great. I watched it, and um, obviously, just, you know, like on a flat screen, it was on YouTube or whatever, um, not in VR. Right. Um, but it, it's, uh, it's a little weird to see, um, you know, animated Jody with actual jody's voice i don't know why it felt a little disconcerting it's not a bad thing by anything right i'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to have any sort of new doctor who yes. this year um and i'm sure once it's out for everyone to experience it'll be really neat mm-hmm. but um uh, yeah you know if there was ever going to be doctor who the animated series i think it would look something like this yeah absolutely it i i really like the animation i think it looks super cool and I will, maybe this will be the first VR thing I do. Yeah, totally. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> well, I think it's uh, it's about time that we uh, we talk about The Empty Child and The Doctor Dances, starring Indeed. Christopher Eccleston as the Doctor, Billy Piper as Rose, John Barrowman <laughs> as Captain Jack Harkness, Richard Wilson as Dr. Constantine, Albert Valentine, that's a great name, as Isn't The it? Child. Uh, it was written by Stephen the Moffat and directed by James Hawes. Uh, first aired May 21st. Oh, look at that. We're almost to its anniversary. May 21st and May 28th of 2005. And it is the AU. It's the ninth and 10th story of season one of the reboot or the reimagining of Doctor Who. And we got a bunch of story notes. So Taylor, take it away. Indeed, indeed. So the doctor's psychic vapor says that he's Dr. John Smith from the Ministry of Asteroids. <laughs> when Rose reads it, I love it. Ministry of Asteroids. Yes. They need a, they need a ministry. They do. They do. Interestingly enough, and I had forgotten about this, I Jack possesses his own psychic paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose mentions that one's mind cannot wander while handing it over. It says that Jack works out in a single uh, while it claims when Jack takes it back that Rose has a sort of boyfriend, but is very available. <laughs> Keyword very, I think, is, is something Mickey. he also said. Yeah, poor Mickey. Oh, well. Poor Mickey. Goes off and ends up in a Prodigy music video. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Keith. 
yes, absolutely. The, so the doctor relates to Dr. Constantine, uh, his statement that he was once a father and a grandfather, but is still a doctor despite being neither now. Uh, in doing so, the doctor indirectly references his own granddaughter, Susan, right? Yes. And the, do- the doctor would later offhandedly tell Rose that he used to be a dad. Yeah. But not until the episode Fear Her. Right. Um, in an audio story called The Alchemists, uh, the, the first incarnation of the Doctor and Susan also visited London during the Blitz in 1941. Oh, yeah. hopefully not the same day. Uh, if it was, it was in some other part of London. There you go. <laughs> Moffat's script for these stories would actually go on to win him a Hugo Award. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I assume the first of a couple. Uh, probably yes. Yeah, I didn't actually look up to see how many he's won, yeah. but I suppose he's. We can assume. Gone. Yes, we'll assume. Fair point. <laughs> um, so here's something that I completely managed to be oblivious to the the first time I ever saw these stories, but um, the word dancing is is frequently used in this episode as a metaphor for sex. Ah, well, yes, I did catch that, definitely. I Catching it this time around, yes, I yeah. caught it, because I did these story notes before watching it. Um, Stephen Moffat would use the innuendo. Oh, man, I've sp- I'd spent 40 minutes Ooh. reading Harry Potter to the kids this evening, and I was stumbling all that, over the place. That is fine. Yeah. He'd use the innuendo again in The Girl in the Fireplace, in which it's hinted the Tenth Doctor might have some form of romantic dalliance with Madame de Pompadour. Oh. Um, also, according to Stephen Moffat, the sonic blaster used by Jack to blast open the door is destined to be kept in the TARDIS for River Song to find so that she can use it in Forest of the Dead. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It was. De- wow. So he had that planned. The entire time. I, I, I guess so. I, I would be very curious to see, like, I don't know, an early draft of the script for this story. Yeah. To see if he specifically does something with that sonic blaster. Mm-hmm. Or if it's just one of those things where by the time he got down to Forest of the Dead, he's like, oh, I need this. So, um, oh, hey, Jack left it in the TARDIS way back. We just didn't show that scene, you know? Yeah. So it, it's either it's either you know a con like he's had it the whole time, or it's a retcon and he's gone back. I'm like, um, well, we never said. So this is what happened, right? You know, one or the other. I'd be very impressed, yeah, if it was there from the start. Um, originally, the story following this one was uh, meant to have Jack discover that the Doctor's been manipulating Rose's life to create the perfect companion. Explaining the circumstances behind the doctor's comment of her receiving a red bicycle at Christmas, right at the very end of the doctor dances. Right. The story was ultimately scrapped, thankfully, uh, when its scriptwriter Paul Abbott was unavailable, and the comment was later expanded upon in the story of the red bicycle as part of the Twelve Doctors of Christmas set. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that would have been uh creepy, right? Yeah, that you don't. That's um, no. Yeah. Don't. don't well, I'm glad that didn't happen. That sounds really creepy. A bit. I mean, you don't want to have somebody... You, you, you don't want to have the doctor manipulating a companion to that extent. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, to that, that, that where you're, you're like, guiding that. Yeah. To, you, don't want, you don't want the perfect companion. No, no, no. The companions are supposed to be flawed. They're supposed to be that human connection to the doctor's alienness. Yes. So if you've got him... No, it just doesn't work. It just no, doesn't work. I'm glad they, they nixed that. Agreed. 
All right. Well, before we get into it, as always, Taylor, you have a world-famous synopsis for us, so take it away. Indeed I do. London, 1941. There's a war on, there's a con on, and someone's looking for his mom. With these story, the moth arrives in signature moth style with commonplace items turned scary, a deeply emotional family story, and an answer telegraphed well ahead of time. Plus, we get the introduction of Captain Jack. That is very true. Now, um, I <laughs> let me tell you, when I told Lauren that these were the episodes we were doing, um, she was very sad because uh, she was... I think from now on, I'm going to tell her what episodes we're doing, just in case she wants to hop on. Oh, yes. Um, because she was like, these are two of my favorite stories of all time. I had no idea. Yeah. I, I think she said top five, um, but it sounded like she could be swayed to make it even higher. Wow. So she absolutely loves these. And with rewatching them, I also absolutely love them. I think they are... Uh, an amazing two-parter. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can... Basically, at, and you have this note, and I also have this note, um, at the center of this story is um, a different way to tell a zombie story, basically. It absolutely is. And I really enjoyed that, mainly because no one was being eaten, which is always yeah. great. Um, no brains. Yes, they were being turned into, I guess, gas mask zombie people. Right. Yeah. Right. There was that whole conversion uh, yes. aspect of zombie stories that was present. Yes. This was like, I'd say more of, you know, like with cyber conversion, this is a lot lighter than that. <laughs> yes. I, I guess. Much lighter. <laughs> yeah. This is like what your introductory to the horrors that will happen later on in this show. Ugh. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it had some great horror elements to it. Um, I th- just thoroughly enjoyed this. I forgot how much I loved Eccleston. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just great to see him again. Um, and it had a great twist. Yes. I guess it had technically two twists, if you it think did. about it. We had the twist with what's actually happening um, with the with the zombie gas masks, basically. Um, the original child was found yes. and repaired and these the nanogenes, yeah, the nanogenes didn't know what a human looked like. So they assumed this was the only, uh, this is what all humans looked like. So when they would fix people or he would go around and, you know, transfer them, they would be like, Oh, let's, let's put a gross, let's have a mask come out of their mouth. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And then the twist with, um, the sister being the mom was great. Yeah. And I, that was one that I, that was the one completely forgotten about since I'd first seen this was that Nancy was Jamie's mom. Oh, I, I don't know. This always really stuck with me. And I always remembered that that was the, uh, that was the, the twist. Yeah. Um, so I kind of watched it through that way. And I mean, she has some very good parenting skills. I mean, she is taking Nancy. She's basically the mom to all these, Little orphan kids. The Urchin Squad, as the I ur- call them. <laughs> oh, I thought that you had pulled that name from somewhere. No, completely made that up while I was watching. The it. Urchin Squad is a great name. Thank you. I, I love it. But yeah, she basically takes care of all these kids, despite knowing that um, little gas mask kid is, is looking for her. Yes. So she's 
always kind of putting them in danger, which is no bueno. No, it's not. And, and it's funny because I feel like that whole urchin squad thing is, is it's kind of an odd thing. And I'm coming at it obviously from my, you know, American perspective, but it's also probably the kind of thing that actually happened. Oh yes, absolutely. I mean, the, um, it was, it was interesting just to see um, their take on, on the, the bombings and mm-hmm. how people who might've been less fortunate than others to not have a bomb shelter um, how they would handle it. And I, I kind of like that. They all have this, uh, this sit down dinner at this person's house while explosions are happening around them. Yes. And it's just like, well, we have to eat. Like, it's just like such a normal, a normal everyday occurrence for those people. But it wasn't, it wasn't like, like a smash and grab. It wasn't like what I would expect to see, like in an American situation, you rush in, you grab the food and you're like, we got to get out of here. You yeah. Know, you're shoving muffin in your mouth as you run (laughs) you know this is this is you know they come in and they're like all right we're gonna sit down and they like have a proper meal and they are planning to clean the dishes afterward yes which is just crazy that that is just bizarre i'm like this is wartime you could be bombed yes like who cares about the dishes yes but you're like no we're gonna do this neat and we're gonna do this by the book and it's like i don't know it's just it was crazy i loved it yeah, I mean, uh, Nancy was great overall. I thought she was fantastic in this mm-hmm. through and through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, um, do you have anything on story and structure? Because I, I'm I want to dig into this music a little bit. You know, I uh, I love the cold open. I miss the cold open. Yeah, I do too. I really miss the. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, what else? I mean, I I, I like. I like that we're left guessing for for really so much of the story as the origins of the empty child. Yes. And that and that you don't necessarily get all of it at once. You do get little bits of it kind of telegraphed along. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, I lost I I lost a brother. Oh, this. Oh, there's this place and that. And you're kind of going, well, it could be that this, you know, you watching it through. Yeah. And, and trying to piece together the story, if if you're the type to watch a story and try to like find the answer before you get there, um, you know it. it um, it's I, I feel like Moffat's done it. I mean, as much as we bemoan Moffat, sometimes um, he does fear and tension really well. Oh, he he absolutely does. And this is kind of out of his. I don't know if I'd say it's if it's out of his wheelhouse, but it's it's kind of Moffat is known for. Uh, having us be scared of uh, everyday items kind of i feel like we'd get that yeah i feel like we get that you know we, we oh here's he, here's not just not just our little zombie kid right here's not just our empty child but oh he can make telephones ring yes you know so now telephones are scary yes right <laughs> um, he could make radios turn on oh now radios are scary yeah you know, and obviously it's the nanogenes doing it, but you don't know that yet. Right. Yeah. You're, you're not aware uh, of that information. So there's, again, there's still this element of commonplace items. Um, and then, and then probably the most commonplace item, a small child. Yes. I'm deeply frightened of this child. <laughs> um, Rightly so. I'm like still, and I've seen this a couple of times now and it's just like, ugh. yeah, they did a great uh, job of just designing uh, what that child wore, which, oh, yeah. you know, was basically just like almost looked like Sunday clothes, but with a creepy gas mask. 
Well, and I mean, let's be honest. This 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 story, these two episodes have have probably generated one of the most iconic cosplays. Oh yes, absolutely. In, in all of you know, it's instantly recognizable. Yes, yes, it is. Um, but I mean, I love I love stuff like in terms of structure and story, how like part two's recap just seamlessly goes into the episode. Yes, that was. Oh. It's like um, I'm just like I don't know whose choice that was, but I liked it. It just yeah. was like recap, recap, recap. Now we're in the episode. Oh, hello. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, I love in terms of story, like. Um, and this is in the doctor dances where they are up in room 802 they're up in up in Jamie's room and that tape is running and they're listening to it yeah right um and then it ends and you can hear the tape flapping yes oh on the reel but they're oh, still dude. talking yes and it and it takes you and it takes them a moment to go um wait a second yeah, man. And that that's just classic horror. That's just classic suspense. Yeah. Um, it was really, really good. I yeah, when you hear the 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 flapping of the uh of the tape and then you can still hear the uh you can still hear the kid saying yeah. stuff. That was very well done. I yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, the creep factor in this was uh they did a great job. I mean the music uh, when they get when he gets to the hospital and he, he's opening that gate, um, that entire scene is super creepy. Just the way it's it's shot, it kind of like uh, it's a crane shot of some sort where it's looking top down from the sign. Okay, and it kind of pulls out in a way, and it shows the doctor walking up towards towards the hospital, and the gates are open, and you can see the name of the hospital, like the whole archway. Yeah. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. That entire thing was so well done. That hospital looked so creepy. Um, oh, definitely. The mu- at that point, I, I didn't really have any notes about the music, but I feel like everything from that point on, I was paying more attention to just because it was so it was so creepy. Oh, definitely. I mean, this this. I mean, again, it, it's having not heard Summer Gold for a while. It's yeah. nice to hear Summer Gold. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I did like in this episode that the music doesn't cover the whole story. There are parts where there's silence. Yes. In terms is, of music, you're, yeah. you're allowed to breathe. Yes. A little bit before the music picks up again. And that that's the right way to do it. Oh yeah. Especially in a suspenseful looking thing like this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Definitely. I mean, some other stuff they, I mean, we're talking about a lot of horror and suspense thing. Uh, the use of shadows, Mm-hmm. was very creepy um i when the empty i called him the empty child i assume that's what we were going to call him i mean sure. is that what we will call yes okay that sounds like an agreeing meow that is an, an agreeing meow. Like <laughs> meow but people i don't know just forget that i'm recording that i can't just hop up and feed him yeah we should get a memer shirt we should get a memer shirt. I don't know what it would be, but uh, we still have to work on our Doug and Smash shirt. Oh, that's correct. We do have to work on that. Um, but yeah, uh, the use of shadows was great when the empty child was at the door uh, trying to get in at the fr- at the first point, and yes. uh, there was it was just the the shadow of him was so creepy. And you know, actually, I think one thing I would have liked to see, and uh, they didn't do it, and this probably would have saved them. Um, a lot of uh, 
special effects money. Why didn't we get a shadow of somebody turning into the um, into the gas mask zombie? Oh, I don't know that that would have been. I think that would have been very cool. That would have been good. You'd probably have to still do that with CG, but right, it, right, right, it'd be cheaper than you know taking an actor sitting there and then to model their face and blah blah blah. Yeah, um, yeah, no, that actually that would have been a nice effect. I would have um, loved maybe to see the that. first time you see it. Yeah, happen. You get it in shadow, and then later on you get the full. Yes. Uh, yes. Full Monty, as it were. Yeah, that would have been uh that would have been very cool. Um mm-hmm. yeah, man. Um I, I, I only have the empty child's costume design down, but I thought everyone looked great. I think I mean Captain Jack, his introduction and his oh, yeah. outfit that he was wearing is fantastic. I think you touched a little bit on did we t- touch a little bit on the Union Jack? Not Just, yet. Okay. I, I think that for me is that's also another kind of iconic Rose Tyler cosplay. Yes, is the Union Jack? Yeah, between that and the uh, the uh, Idiot's Lantern outfit that she's yes. got. Yeah, so I I was very excited to see this. I love that um, they are constantly making comments about it. I yes. love I love that she's like, oh great, this is I, this is the day I chose to wear this when she's like up on right. the balloon. Um, and I love the doctor saying, I want. And I want to find a blonde in a Union Jack. I mean, a specific one. I didn't wake up this morning with a craving, which yes. is such a great line. <laughs> it is. I absolutely love that line. And I'm glad that Eccleson was the one that delivered it. It was just, it was so great. It was so matter yeah. of fact. Like, yes, he knew and as it, soon as he said Union Jack that he was like, all right, well, I better clarify. And and uh, yeah, and the way that he could only, I think only he could deliver that line. Yes. Was really good. You know, you try to think about tenant delivering that line or something, and it just doesn't come off the same way. No, no, no. I, I think only the, the only other person I could see this uh, uh, line working with is uh, Capaldi for sure. Yes. I don't I know why, definitely. but I could see that. Nope, I only, could see that. Yeah. I could totally see that. That's the only other person I could I really see. Um, I, I mean, visualist effects stuff, I thought everything looked really cool. Um, I mean, we also have to remember it was 2005 and we were on a BBC bu- budget. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I have to wonder if I'm starting to become nostalgic for the look of early new who. Oh, I don't know. Are you? You, you are. Not, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I'm not saying like I wanted to come back. Like, right, I, right, right. But there's this kind of like, oh, yeah, I remember what this was like when it just, you know, it just came yeah. back. And we were still kind of soaking in that first season. Yeah. Going, wow. Um, I love the overhead of London being attacked. I thought that looked yes. really good. Yes. The incoming aircraft and everything was really well done. Yes. I really, really liked that. Um, the light tube that saves Rose. I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed that thing. Yes. Um, yeah. I also, I have mommy vision written down, which was another, you oh. know, that was another horror element that they brought in the, the eyes of the of the um, attacker, yes, which is uh, which was good stuff. Um, and then Last, uh, like eighties yeah. seventh Doctor era, you know, here's just this green haze around the lens, yes, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, the transformation stuff was creepy, but it was oh, it was yeah, so it was. good. Um, for me, I think it, it, I would have to check and see what. 
episodes came before this, but I think those are some of the best visual effects they had um, up to this point. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, the it, Slovene, it, I, I guess. I liked it better than the Slovene. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> Slovene were interesting in their own right, but yeah, I really I really dug this. I thought they were doing some, some really good stuff there. Um, oh, I miss Captain Jack's ship. I like his ship. I really like it. I also like that it's a little snarky. Yes. But it's, you know, <laughs> it's been blown up now, so. It has. Which is lame. You know, that would have been cool, a cool element to somehow bring into Torchwood. Oh, that, the Chula ship? I don't know how they would have done it, but he got remains of it or something and get the ship computer back. I don't know. Bringing the computer back would have been just... Yeah, just having that little snarky AI, yes, Torchwood HQ, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, speaking of Captain Jack, this is his, you know, his introduction. Um, I just, man, I just forget how much of a, just an awesome character he was. Right, he was a. He admits to being a con man, but he's also, um, he's also a charmer, which I guess is what a con man is, in in some aspects. Oh. Definitely. Um, I just love that he, the explanation of um, why he is the way he is from the doctor. Um, because if he's from the year, what was it? I can't, or this, what What did he say? The first century. Yes. And then he, 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 uh, he explains that we, the human race, went out um, to all of the other planets and just started uh, dancing with everyone, if you will. Yes. yes. So, uh Captain Jack is an evolved human where he just does not care. About as pansexual as it gets. Yes. And we get that right off the bat, the excellent bottom. Yes. And then he's like, you two, you've got one too. <laughs> can, can I just say, I mean, we, we get some, you know, definitely subtle and not so subtle uh, gay undertones, not just from Captain Jack. Um, but I had forgotten about oh, the, the- where Nancy is confronting yes. the, the father of the house that they've gone into during the air raid. Yes. Um, and, and there's just this kind of like blistering scathing tirade from her, just like knocking him down a peg and just it's, I mean, it's just tucked in there with everything else. And it's like, Oh yeah, it's, it's not your wife, you know, yeah. Banging the butcher. It's you. And it's, I'm like, Whoa, what? Yeah love it it just it comes so quickly yeah i love it it's it and it and it's fine and you know like not hating on any aspect of it but it just it's it was just so quick and so in there it just it kind of hit like wait what 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 yeah <laughs> uh can i hit a couple of uh uh special effects and look and feel stuff before we Absolutely. keep moving on so a couple that i wanted to hit yeah um, go for it. both times that um I think it's the doctor and captain Jack are using these kind of like augmented binoculars. I love the effects. Yes. As, oh. as the color is through. I, I like those effects. Yeah. Um, I loved um, when the doctor's in the hospital and he's talking to Constantine and he's, um, you know, mentioning the different, different like symptoms and stuff. And he mentions the hand on the scar, the camera angle that we yes. get that shows him, but you can see the scar and stuff and you go, Oh yes. Oh boy. Okay. Um, I love that. <clears throat> I love the set design in room 802 in the end. I just had that whole rooms designed. Yeah, 
Absolutely. They did a, just a bang up job on that. Um, and then right at the end there, the doctor and Rose show up to save captain Jack and the camera just does oh. this pullback Going down the hall. You're passing the bomb. And then all of a sudden you go, wait, wait, Oh, we're in the TARDIS. Yeah. That was very cool. I remember, yeah. uh, I remember that distinctly the very first time I watched the episode and I went, Oh, that was very cool. Yeah. That, I mean, that was a great directorial choice to, to pull that, that angle and that, that effect. Oh yes. And also that's somewhat an indirect callback to earlier when they get transferred onto captain Jack's ship and they don't realize it. Yeah. A little bit. Cause he does not realize that, um, he has been docked. Mm hmm. And they're like, hey, are you going to hurry up? Let's go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love, love, love that. I, that was I had to mention that because that's such a good. Absolutely. Yeah. So good. Um, let's head on over to uh, some of our, our characters here. Um, I mean, Eccleston's doctor, as always, just a delight. Yeah. Um, having conversations with a random cat about how he always tells his companion. After all these years, he's still... <laughs> Cannot believe that companions are just wandering off. I love that. I love that so much. Um, I love that red, red alert is for camp. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, I loved when we were at the dinner table and he's just randomly there. Yes. I I loved, loved, loved that. I just loved his entire interaction with the, uh, what did you call them? The urch, the urchin kit? The urchin, urchin squad. The urchin squad. I just love that entire scene. It also shows um, a bit of his detective skills or something like that, where he goes to the door and is talking to uh, the empty child and trying to get him to, you know, say more than three things. Yes. Um, Oh, and then the ingenious of him telling them to go to their rooms because he's very angry. Oh yes, loved, loved, loved that. Um, so good, and also this this shows where our doctor has been because everybody lives, and he's so happy about it. Yeah, yeah. So you know the road that he has traveled has not been kind to him, but just I, this once, exactly. Everybody lives, which is just so. Ugh, it's so great. It is, you know, and, I, and I, I, I have to say before before making my comments on the Doctor, getting to the end of the Doctor dances when I first saw this, I don't think I don't think I've watched. I think maybe I've watched it once between its first airing and now, right? Um, but the last time I watched it, I wasn't a parent. Ah, I have a completely deeper, more emotional reaction to the end of this story as a parent and oh man i was starting to well up oh i bet goodness Uh, yeah but i I love when the doctor comes into the nightclub in the empty child and he's he doesn't know what year it is yes and he's talking about something falling out of the sky and he's trying to find it and everybody's kind of laughing he's just not getting it and then all of a sudden the sirens hit and he sees the posters on the back wall the look on his face when he realizes what year it is, man, that just, it just communicates so yes. much. I, just, I love that expression. Oh yes. That he gets, it's like, of course, of course we land in wartime. Love it. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. I just wish 
he enjoyed the show more. <laughs> I know it's it's. I feel like I heard recently he's actually got an Instagram account. Uh, really? And, yeah. I don't know what the handle is. I I didn't bother looking it up today, but I, I I did hear it mentioned on another podcast. And so you know he'll post some stuff and he'll post some stuff from like previous roles he had. So so there's kind of this well. Maybe he's finally he's starting to loosen up a little bit about it. I would love. I mean, obviously, we won't necessarily get him back on screen, but I'd love some big finish adventures. Um, he snagged the Christopher Eccleson handle on Instagram. I'm, oh, did he? Good, good for him. I'm looking at it right now. He's just. Good for him. Uh, he just seems like I would really just like to pick his brain, right? And I would probably just ask him about um, Heroes. <laughs> oh, I forgot he was on that. Yeah, oh, he played yeah, the Invisible right. Man. Yes, yes. Yeah, great. I forgot about that. He did. I will say his most recent picture, or one of his most recent pictures, is um, it just says the ice cream shop was closed, and it's the watch house, and it is uh, double blue doors. Oh, interesting. Yes. This is very, <laughs> very interesting. I'm uh, hitting that follow button. So there you go. Excellent. Great. Excellent. Uh, Rose. Let's talk about Rose. Always wanting to help that Rose. She, uh, yeah, I mean, right off the bat, don't go wandering off. And she sees a kid very high up. So she's like, I'm going to check this out. And can I just say that that kid's voice really can carry four stories up? Yes, it can. It sounds exactly as if you were standing right near him. Ugh. Amazing, the acoustics in, in, in wartime London. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, very flirty with Jack the entire time. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, I mean, how could you not? Captain I, Jack. Let's be honest, I probably would be, too. It would, I mean, you just can't. You can't help yourself. Right. Um, I also, there's one thing that I, I just didn't really... I love that her definition of a professional is scanning for alien tech. <laughs> yes. I love that she's like, finally a professional. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Hold on here. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, Rose great. This is so, two great stories for her. I mean, just solid through and through. I don't know if you have anything else. I just, I liked it at, at one point, you know, she was referring to the doctor as her companion. Oh, and she's trying to, um, I guess not trick, but maybe try to impress Captain Jack. Yeah. I think is probably the better, the better way to put that. Yes. I mean, all of, all of the Captain Jack Rose scenes are great. Yes. Um, I do love that she is the only one that can figure out to use the, what is it called again? It, Captain Jack has it. The Sonic. The Sonic Blaster. The Sonic Blaster to yeah. put a hole through the floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she is the only one that uh, decides, oh, yeah, we should do that. Um, man, that Sonic Blaster is super cool. Isn't it? And we also get that, that scene with the uh, with the Sonic screwdriver, which is, oh, yes. which is great. I thought I had the quote here. Ooh, Ooh. this could be a little more Sonic, yes. Which is yes. another, another iconic uh, quote. Very much so. So there you go. A lot of, a lot of so. classic quotes from this. I th- and I think it's worth noting. I mean, every post pay attention to this. If anybody ever asks, what are Captain Jack's very first words? Excellent bottom. Excellent bottom. Those are his. Those are uh, literally his first words. Those are ever. his. And it's great. 
it's just so funny because it's just it's like so, so typical. And then like the other guy thinks he's talking about him and he's like, no, but also, yeah, you have an excellent bottom too. It's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh goodness. Um, you know what, you know what I love with captain Jack and we get a tease and I don't know if it ever gets fleshed out more. And, and maybe you remember, but he's got this whole like stolen time backstory tease that he does where he can't remember like two years of his life yes um do they ever play that out i actually don't know if they do to be I honest can't remember yeah i can't remember if that ever gets played out either on doctor who or on um on torchwood i or, cannot or even on big finish at this rate right and i cannot remember if um if that gets fleshed out, I've truthfully forgotten more about Torchwood than I think I actually ever knew. <laughs> uh, like there are just like three episodes I know, and that's really about it. And one scene that's very funny. That's not supposed to be funny, but it is. Um, Fair. Yeah. Torchwood. Bloody Torchwood. Bloody Torchwood. Indeed. Goodness gracious. Um, Sorry. I'm, 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 I'll always champion the Gwen Cooper fan club though. Oh no, that's fine. Did you ever watch? She- I mean, a tangent, I guess. Did you ever watch uh, the Stars season of Torchwood? I did. I thoroughly liked it. I did. I had a fun time with that. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, I mean, man, the uh, the cliffhanger to that at the end was great, and then they never did anything with it. Yeah. Oh, well. <sighs> Bloody Torchwood. Bloody Torchwood. Um Let's see. I have, uh, do I have any fun? Oh, we get a Doctor Who gag. Oh, yeah, that's don't you, right. We you do don't do. even have a name. Doctor, Doctor Who. Good stuff. Um, I do have a question because, yes. I mean, I guess and if you can remember, because I can't um, and I don't actually think I was even investing any time in figuring out if there was other earlier Doctor Who at this point. Um, did you think that when he was going to see the doctor, his reaction to it was like, uh oh. Did you think we were going to see a classic doctor? Um, very first time seeing it, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, watching it this time, knowing that he kind of has that reaction where he makes a point of not saying his name until he confirms that it's not him. Right. Uh, uh, um, obviously, I noticed it this time, but I, I wasn't. And at no point did I expect to see an earlier doctor. I mean, I think it would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> just I surprise, don't even, yeah. surprise multi-doctor story. Yes. I don't even know how they would have, how they would have done that. But, um, uh, okay. So there is one scene that I need to talk about. And I think okay. this was just the case of them using some B roll, uh, in a not good way. So when Jack oh. goes to distract, uh, the guard that he says, Rose is, he's not your type. Trust me. Oh, yes. And he he goes up to the guy and the guy starts to transform into the uh into the zombie gas mask creature. Mm-hmm. Uh it cuts back to Rose and the doctor from where Jack came and the doctor is grinning heavily. It is just like in mid transform this dude is transforming and he's like, "Yeah," <laughs> like grinning. <laughs> it's very off-putting. I didn't notice that. I'd have to go back and look. Yeah, if you go back, it's very it's very brief, but it's like they couldn't have had they didn't have anything that they could have maybe cut away to. 
Right. So here's this horrible transformation going on, and, and Nine is like, yeah. Yeah, he is he is grinning his oh face my gosh. off. It's very funny. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and double check that. I did not notice that. Um yeah, it's it's very weird. That's I, funny. Also, I mean, I think all the gags in this were very funny. I love that um when the doctor when everyone, you know, gets the gas masks removed. Uh, the doctor, um, Dr. Con- Constantine comes up to the doctor and he's like, huh? And he's like, hey, everyone's fine. Just tell them you made them better. It'll be great. See ya. Yes. And he leaves. Yes. And this old woman goes, doctor, my, my leg, I had one when I came in and now I have two. And he's like, "Uh, d- is it possible you miscounted? Yes. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That was so brilliant. I had that in my notes. Oh, it's wartime. Could you could you? Yeah, could you possibly just, miscounted. It's very funny. There were a lot of good so gags in this. Fantastic, and that's—I mean—that's that's one of those things that that makes a really good kind of creepy horror story just a little bit balanced. Yes, you need as in the villain guard uh, bit. You know, um, obviously that uh, thing with the—I uh, I had one leg when I came in. Yes, <laughs> it just seems like such. It seems like such British humor. Yes. For something like that. It yes, it really was so good. Love, um, love, love it. You know, I at first I admittedly I have to I have to admit I thought the Chula warship was full of hot sauce and then I realized that was Chalula. Oh Chalula. I yes. know. I was I was kinda of disappointed actually. Yeah. Oh well. Um oh you know what? I, I gotta say, decloaking in front of Big Ben in the middle of an air raid. Is admittedly kind of a stupid thing to do. Yes. Yes. Okay. It is a very dumb thing. No, 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 no. It was not. Um, Maybe it was just me. No, that is like, and then like, let me set the clock off. That won't bring attention to anyone. Exactly. Yeah. So there was some, there was some, uh, some weird things you have. I see you have one other, uh, you have a nitpicky note here. I do have a nitpicky and this, note. I think this is a very good point, actually. Okay, so <clears throat> the nanogenes, right? One, obviously, we get the answer telegraphed way early. We're in Captain Jack's ship, and he's like, look, there's these nanogenes like, everywhere. Moving on. Um, but, okay, so the, at the end, the nanogenes swarm everything and go, oh, this is what human is supposed to be. And they're swarming around the doctor, too. Yes. Right? Yes. Or, or and now I'm trying to remember. Do they swarm around the doctor first and then? Well, he says he says I'm I'm emailing a patch. Yes. So, yes, of course, because we've got to make our references timely for those people who are you know watching the show. Yes. Uh, anyway, I could nitpick that, but I won't. Um, so they the nanogenes must have recognized that the doctor isn't human. Yes. So either why didn't it make him human or why didn't it make everyone there time lords huh um i don't know i think whatever information he if we're you know if we're spitballing here whatever information he uploaded for the patch um he was like this is human i don't know yeah i know i, no, I, 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 get really, it. I, I know i only watched it a couple days ago but i i, I would have to re watch it to go okay did they go to the doctor first and then to nancy or did they go to nancy and then the doctor kind of like i don't know gathered oh. them up, like, threw them at everybody okay so it went to so basically what happened was 
She admits she's the mom. She hugs the kid. The nanites kind of consume them both to see that they have that to see that they have similar DNA. Yep. And then the nanites go, Oh, okay. And it's like kind of like a parental consent. Uh, I want my kid back. He can get the mask off and they recognize that this is, this is human, not the, not the nanite thing. And then the nanites go to the doctor and he's like, Oh, I'm just uploading a, a patch. And then he sends them out and then they fix everybody else. So we could potentially spitball that the doctor was kind of blocking his own DNA from the nanogenes. I mean, I guess, or they recognized him as um, of higher intelligence, maybe. Oh, maybe. And they were like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, he's like, hey, this is this is what's going on. And they're like, oh, our bad. We'll fix it. I don't know. <laughs> Works for me. I think I think that might be uh, <laughs> that might be it. Um, we do have um, we talk about Jamie for a second. The empty child. Yeah. Um, does him uh, smashing a hole through that wall. Where does that rank on the Duggan scale? Oh, oh, good question. Because he uh, uh, he just clean punches through a wall. Takes him a little bit, um, but he does it. I, I tell you what, I'll, I will I will give it a six and a, six and a half. Six and a half. I think that that's perfect placement on the Duggan scale. Also, I think we need to start keeping record of who rates where on the Duggan scale. Oh, Lord, I don't have time to listen back to everyone. Yeah, I think. Uh, find them. Yeah. I feel like we don't really hand out anything lower than a four. Oh, have we? I don't know if we have. We we might have gotten close. I feel like there was a two somewhere, but I don't oh. really remember what four. Hmm. All right, okay. Uh, but no, we 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 tend to pick the really good smashes. Yes, yes, we do. Um, all right. Uh, we obviously we both love these, so I don't think uh, we. I, I think we would both recommend that people go take a look at these again. Definitely, definitely, yeah. and, I, and I really, I, I would love in in some form. It doesn't matter. It could be a story. It could be a big finish. It could be uh, a future episode. I, 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 I'd have loved to uh, see Nancy's story continue. Oh yes, that would be very so interesting I, to I, see. I'd like see what becomes of her and, and and her son. Yes, because she has the knowledge that uh, the Germans don't win. Right, exactly. So I think that'd be a fun little story. I don't know what you could do with that. And obviously she knows that alien tech exists. Right. And time travelers exist too. But yeah, yep. that, that could be interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Taylor, behind the couch scale, what do you think? Are we, show, are we showing the kids this? Uh, well, honestly, I mean, I think the mystery and the transformation scenes might be a bit too much at yeah. the age they are right now, even though... Overall, the story has a happy ending. Um, I would say probably knowing my kids, you know, maybe wait till they're about maybe 10 or 11 before they can really kind of go, okay, I'm not going to have nightmares about this. I guess those transformation effects were still even, even at my age, even at 42 watching this going, (laughs) oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I I, I did want to mention one thing. Is this... This is a question. Is this the happiest the show has ever ended? Oh, oh, ever, <laughs> ever? Yeah. Oh, or at crap. least in the in the in the uh, in the two thousand the current run. Is this the happiest the show has ever ended? Oh, man, everyone lives. The doctor is dancing. 
I, I, if it's, if it's not number one, it's number two. I mean, it, I can't it's, really think it's definitely up there. I'm trying to think if there's anything from this most recent season that has ended on. I mean, there was a lot, I mean, there, if we really, I mean, we could probably go through it, but there are a lot of downers. I mean, there's like things get resolved and people are happy, but like, I mean, we had in the demons of Punjab, it was just like, Oh, I love you. But then also all the heavy stuff before yeah, that exactly so it's just exactly. like ugh. so um i don't know this this is definitely one or two for me i i i think i think we could at least make this as a very uh a tentative claim we could this, actually, this actually might. we should put up a poll in yes. on the facebook group asking is the end is like the last three minutes of the doctor doctor dances is this the most feel good happy that the do- that doctor who has ever been. I think we should throw that up to the. I, I think that's good, and I, I think I think we could also uh, put that up on, on uh, Twitter. Yes, where if yes, great. If it's no, chime in with yeah. Let us know what, what is a happier ending. Yeah, I would love to know that. I'd be very curious because then we'd have to go review that story. Yes, yes, we would. Yeah, um, I like that. That's a good idea. We have to do that tomorrow. So Taylor, um, that's it for for this. Uh, but next time, yeah. um, this was uh, this was me. This was me choosing. Um, I had some extra time today before I uh, uh, became employed, so I I did some research and I thought to myself, well, obviously the first Doctor is someone we have not covered a lot of. He is our least covered doctor now after this two-parter. Um, and I was like, you know what? I love a good Western. Let's uh, let's take it there. So next time, we're going to review The Gunfighters. Yeah. Starring William Hartnell as the doctor. Uh, oh, boy. Peter uh, Pervers. Pervers? Pervs. It's Pervs? It's Pervs. All right. Peter Purves is Steven Taylor and Jackie Lane as Dodo Chaplet. We've seen these two before. Yes. In yes. the War Machines, right? Indeed. Yes. Uh, written by Donald Cotton and directed by Rex Tucker. Um, everybody from Tombstone is in this movie. <laughs> or in this, in this serial. We got Doc Holliday. We got everybody. And the Doctor's got a toothache. I remember talking to um, Mike about this. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch the doctor get some dental work done. (laughs) Hopefully it's paced better than jumping across a chasm, right? Oh, boy. We can only hope. But I'm excited. This should be fun. Um, But, yeah, that's next time. But until then, you can uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ThePodcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. And you can follow Taylor on Twitter at UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. We are also on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Uh, head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Buy one of our Podcastica shirts. Buy a mug. Uh, buy a sweatshirt, even though it's almost summer. Don't do that, I guess. Buy a tank top. Buy a tote bag. There's a bunch of stuff you can... Uh, we have buttons. We have buttons, too. Buy a button. Uh, patreon.com slash notlg anything you can help uh donate monetarily is appreciated to keep this this train a rolling do you think there'll be any trains in the gunfighters i hope so uh, i hope so it's gonna be a steam train obviously yes 
Uh, and also, uh, check out the Y-axis. Uh, they support us by letting us use their great, great music on multiple shows on NOTLG. So let's support them. Twitter.com slash the Y-axis. Facebook.com slash the Y-axis. The Y-axis.bandcamp.com. And they, like us, are also on Spotify. And they're also going on tour throughout the California area. So check them out if you can. So... Join us again next time when we talk about the gunfighters, and we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. He's like, hey, this is, this is what's going on. And they're like, oh, our bad. We'll fix it. I don't know. <laughs>